What is love? If we know what it should be, how can we keep getting it wrong? Hello, Kristen. How are you? I'm well, Kirsten. And how are you? <laughs> we need a little jingle on that, don't we, Kristen? I get that um, jingle, you know, like the Ren and Stimpy show that used to be on Simpsons. Oh, how's that relevant? <laughs> because they used to sing. Are you going to sing, aren't you? No, I'm not now. You've embarrassed me. <laughs> we, okay, after the show, you've got to sing to me. Yeah, right. Okay, so... Um, here we are, Kristen Coggan. Lovely to have you along, my darling. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Everybody, Kristen is a dear, dear friend and we just have a lot of fun so we thought we'd come here and have fun talking about quasi-important, actually very important issues, but they don't have to be all heavy. We can enjoy them as well. Yes. Yes. No one will listen to you if it's all heavy all the time. That's right. That's right. And this uh, podcast is uh, Signpost for Living by Dr. Kirsten Hunter. That's me. Um, and basically these books, they cover 205 areas over six books and we are fleshing out some of those areas and having a good old chat about them. Yes. Basically. What are the names of your books? Oh, you're going to do that, are you? Okay. You just asked me to sing. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're going to sing, right? (laughs) It does. Okay, ready? First book, Control Your Consciousness. Second book, Understanding Myself. Third book, Mindfulness, State of Flow. Fourth book, Understanding Others, Loved Ones to Tricky Ones. Fifth book, Parenting. Sixth book, Nailing Being an Adult. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. I'm impressed too. (laughs) No, I dream about this stuff. But okay. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about love. Great. Now, isn't this a fascinating topic? People think they know what they're talking about with love. And this this is the whole conversation when I say to you, what is love, mm-hmm. what, what comes? Sang. You did sing, actually. <laughs> you did sing. And, and my beautiful John is producing this. He put on a bit of music, didn't he? Yes. And we did dance. We did. Yeah, we did. But anyway. Pity this isn't YouTube. <laughs> we could do that. Thankfully. Yeah. So, but seriously, what is love? What comes to mind? What comes to mind? What is love? Mm. I love my cat. And I my love cat. the way my cat loves me. Let's it's work. unconditional. <laughs> let's, let's work towards people. <laughs> Let's talk about let's actually let's let's talk about love relationships, partner mm-hmm. relationships. Okay. Let's let's keep the focus very narrow okay. on on love partners, life yes. partners. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what is love? So, yeah. So, what's your sense? If okay, you've got two gorgeous kids, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure when we think about their futures mm-hmm. with their partners, mm-hmm. um, what do you want for them? What's your idea of love? Um, my idea of love is respect mm-hmm. and trust. Yep. Putting up with the good and the bad, mm-hmm. understanding that when it gets rocky and low, it will be back up again. There is, it's not great all the time. Yeah, that's very real. Um, but when it is great, it's fantastic. It's reliable. Reliable. Yeah, that's being able I to like. depend on each other and yes. feel secure. Mm-hmm. Loyalty. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's fascinating. If we were to talk to 100 people and say, what is love? I would argue that there's going to be an enormous overlap. Mm-hmm. And what we we think of love, and it is all of those those positive attributes, which really comes down to feeling secure, mm-hmm. feeling safe, and um, that person being, you know, the person who you can kind of come down, come home to, and um, and they're they're your anchor point, mm. really. 
Yeah. But here's the fascinating thing. That isn't actually our understanding of love at all psychologically. Right. Yeah, here's a problem. Our experience, our, our uh, relationship with love is actually our habit of love. It's actually what is familiar to us. And I'm going to explain because I see your confused face. That's oh. fair. That's fair. Okay. So our sense of love is actually what have we experienced in the past with regard to significant others. Mm-hmm. And that is actually what is familiar to us. And on we've got our conscious awareness. Yep. Here we mm-hmm. are. You've got a gorgeous scarf. Yes. Subconscious. So I drive a manual car, but I don't know which foot goes on the clutch. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I know I know, but I don't I can't quite my finger on it okay yeah subconscious and then we've got our unconscious awareness so that is uh the deep stuff that you just i really have very little awareness of and there are archives and and all of our instinctual stuff so here's the thing when we actually look at what behavior is repeated and what behavior we tend to reach for it is familiar yep patterns repeat yeah Mm -hmm. so if somebody has had a previous experience where they have been not treated well or they haven't been listened to, cared for, that actually on a is familiar to them on a subconscious level. On a conscious level, they will bitch and moan about it and complain about it as they should. Yes. But in truth, it's also what they're familiar with. Okay. So here's the big problem. Mm-hmm. When people have had a poor standard of, of experiences with significant others and then they go into a – a situation with someone who treats them well, mm. they feel very uncomfortable. They yep. feel very unfamiliar. They feel foreign. It's it's just really uncomfortable for yep. them. And um, because what's happening for them is there is a clash in their intellectual concept of love um, and actually what they're comfortable with, what's familiar to them. Yep. And so there's this incredible tug of war between them, between their their their, their unconscious self and their, their familiar space and um, and consciously, what like he's a nice guy. Why can't I get into mm, him? Yes, you know? um, he's boring. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. Yeah, I'm used to the bad boys. Yeah. Now there's a lot of cliches there, but there's a lot mm. of truth in it too. Mm. Yeah. So we have all these people that keep getting they they're in a bad situation. Um, they get out and then they look for another bad situation. They get out, they look for another bad situation and the patterns repeat. Of course, in the worst form, that's domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who have no concept of what is going on here, they say, why why are they there? Why don't they just leave? Or why do they keep going back to another loser? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that simple, but yeah. So, yeah, so this is is the problem. I used to call myself a wanker magnet. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in my 20s, yeah. Is that was that a bit of a skill, a gift yes, that you had? Yes, obviously I had some subconscious really? things going on there. Yeah, I was a wanker magnet. Really? So if they mm. were no good, then you were you were drawn to them? <coughs> um, yes. Actually drawn to them, or just yes, or they were drawn to me. It seemed to be. <laughs> Maybe I'm the wanker. I don't no, know. no, 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 no. No, but but how did you react when they would be off track and you didn't really like their behaviour? Um, well, you just learnt. Oh, I'm having to go back into the dark, dark depths of my memory. I guess you just end up seeing this. when you're younger, you don't see the signs. I guess, and it's all mm. a bit too late. Yeah. As you got older, more experienced in this yeah. field, yeah, you see it probably before you're getting too close or too in depth with it all. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I will have people come along and they will say, I just can't leave this person. I keep Mm -hmm. going back. That's a very common issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I know all these things about them, but I'm just so comfortable with them and they keep going back to being treated not well. Mm. And when I say not being treated well, I mean somebody who they're combative, they they cut you down, they're critical, they uh, their goal is to win, not to actually be constructive and mm. work something through. So it's very much about how can I manipulate this and dominate you, mm. all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Or or there's, there's so that's the abuse side, or there's neglect. So neglecting, you're not important, your needs aren't important, I'm not going to care for your welfare or, you know, it's mm. basically um, – uh, what can I get from you as opposed to well, what to how can I nurture mm-hmm. you and love you back? Yeah, so it's it's a very big problem. So it's fascinating when people say, oh, yeah, I know what love is, no problem whatsoever, and then you say, okay, but what is your experience of love? Mm, yeah. Very, and very Sometimes um, the old saying, full of cliches tonight, mm. sometimes it's better to be miserable with that person than to be miserable alone. That's, I think, the frightening thing for some people. Well, a lot of people Being actually, alone, they're scared of it. Which is crazy, isn't yeah. it? Because when you actually talk with them and say, how are you travelling, what's good, they spend their time talking about what's how this person is tormenting to them, you know, and yes. how miserable they are. And um, then they they have this concept that being with someone is better than not being with someone, but in truth mm. that person is toxic to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is a whole other And being on your own and being independent and doing your own thing yeah. is so empowering. Absolutely. And ironically, when someone's in a dysfunctional relationship, that person isn't in your corner. They're not actually an asset. They're not actually supporting you. And you're actually coping despite them. So you're not losing a support. No. You're losing a bully. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But we, yeah, we have this concept. I know when I've, I've been um, single, Mm. you know, leaving a situation that's not good and and being single and then, (laughs) yep. Um, I, I know that even though I'm an, a very capable person and mm. I'm very self-reliant, I've even had that thought of, oh, my gosh, I'm single now. Can I do it? Even though I've been doing it all along. Yeah. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah. And, and you can find the most silly excuses or reasons, justifications to stay with that person. I stayed with someone too long because I liked his dog. <laughs> and <laughs> again, He's- the cat, the dog thing, yeah, like... Back to the animals. I really liked the dog and I was really sad to leave the dog, but it came to a point where that person wasn't in my corner. Well, that's very dog Animals can be like family members. Mm. Well, they are. Mm. And um, people can think of them as their children. Mm. So it's not a big stretch. I know people that that have, um, yeah, well and truly stayed together for their dogs. Not not cats, actually. Just dogs. Well, I haven't stayed with anyone for their cat, but. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to talk about yachts. Okay. There you go. Segway. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm a very visual person and this is the analogy that I chat with people about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've, they've just got themselves out of a bad situation mm-hmm. and they're saying, you know, what do I, what do, I do from here? How do, how do I navigate this? How do I get healthy? And I say, okay, so here's the deal. You have been on a boat and that boat is not seaworthy. It's taking on water. It's going down. But you've been on it for a very long time and it is it is your home base. Mm-hmm. So you're very comfortable with it. So you know it's not good and you know you've got to get off and you've gotten off. That's really great. Okay. So you know intellectually what is good for you and that is something that is seaworthy, something that is, is robust, healthy. It's going to take you for that life trip, right? Mm-hmm. How about I go put you on this gorgeous big white white yacht? 
how do you feel? And I say that to them mm. and they actually kind of quiver. They actually, ugh, that'd feel very uncomfortable. And and that's the point. Oh, see, I'd love that. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> spa. I was thinking, as you were describing that yacht, yes. But if you've been living yes. in something that's really kind of a, you know, a sinking shit yes. box, it's not – you go on a white yacht and you feel like you're an intruder. Yes. You feel like you don't belong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's above your calibre, mm-hmm. I hate to say. And um, you just feel – Really awkward, really uncomfortable. I'm not comfortable. This is really weird. Intellectually, you know, it's the key. It's 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 the key to your future. It's going well, but you you are really really awkward. Yep. And they really relate to that. And I say, okay, so um, how long? What should you do? Should you get off the yacht or stay on the yacht? And um, you know, obviously, in relationships, you don't just go out and say, okay, you're a healthy person and you <laughs> you tick the boxes. I'm just going to be with you. Obviously, yeah. you have to have the bond and the connection and, and all of the good stuff. But basically, it's about don't sabotage a good thing. And so, what do you do? You stay on the yacht. Mm. And how long does it take for you to become comfortable in that yacht? Not that long. You'd be surprised. Mm. So it's really about people having this conscious awareness of what am I doing right now. My old habits are repeating. I don't want them to repeat. I have to create new habits. That is going to be extremely uncomfortable and and I'm not going to feel like I deserve this person Mm. and I feel like they're going to realise I'm not good enough and they're going to break up with me. Maybe I'll break up with them first, you know, or if I'm with somebody who isn't so great, at least I feel more secure that they're going to want to be with Mm -hmm. me. So all these insecurities are just smashing around their head. And, um, yeah, but hang, hang in there and be consciously aware of what you're doing so that you don't do it and you can actually take your standard of living because of your standard of relationships up to that next level. Mm. So it's, a, it's an incredible life skill. And, again, and I say this every time we get together, this is not common sense. People don't know this stuff. Mm. Drives me nuts. Hence signposts for living. That's yes. why I've written these books so this information isn't, in psychologists' hands, it's in the public's hands. Yep. So, yeah, mm. I I remember um, bit of disclosure here. Mm. Here we go. You, you're caring, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm just wondering what else you're going to disclose. <laughs> no, I I grew up with love. I yes. grew up with love for my beautiful mum. But I grew up in a war zone. Yeah. With a lot of difficult people and personalities, and it wasn't safe. It was not mm-hmm. safe at all. And um, if I was to put my head out and say, hey, this is me or this is what I need, then I would be in danger of being abused mm-hmm. and um, I was a smart cookie and I was not going to let that happen. So I basically grew up um, with lovely love from my mum but lots of kind of keep your head down, stay safe, um, don't put your hand up for what your needs are and and just, just basically uh, keep the peace. Yep. Yeah. So my love template was pretty stuffed up. It was basically um, give, don't receive, um, don't make a, um, don't make a ripple with regard to what your needs are, mm-hmm. um, and to tolerate people who are not treating you well because that was actually normal to me. Yep. Yeah. So you could imagine what happened then, right? New relationship. Mm-hmm. I was very comfortable giving. I wasn't good at receiving. When issues were a problem, I couldn't put them on the table and say, hey, this is not okay because I was about ducking and hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, even when someone was giving, I was incredibly uncomfortable. Stop that. That's not <laughs> – what are you doing? I feel yep. really – I'm freaking out here. And, um, yeah, so my adult life has really been about learning what my previous patterns are 
um, and learning what a good standard is and learning to have a voice and learning to advocate for myself, none of that came naturally Mm -hmm. from my background. And um, I think that's a real gift because now I'm able to articulate it clearly and I don't take it for for granted. Yep. Yeah. So it's you articulate very clearly when you want something and <laughs> you want it. fantastic. That's what I love about you. Never what know you? where you, you never have to wonder where where you fit in with anything. I'm really straightforward. <laughs> I mean that in a loving way. You know that. <laughs> I know. But, but but what you're saying is interesting. You have to really consciously think about it and mm. turn it around. Mm. And value yourself and realise that you deserve it. That's that's the core, isn't it? Literally, good one. It's it's about saying um, I'm important. My job is to advocate for myself. It's not someone else's job. And it's more important to get in and problem solve this out and have a good outcome than it is to just duck and avoid mm. ripples. And you can change things. Yeah. You well, do not have to put up with it or not change or mm. that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's another session that we'll have a good chat about, but communication. So, you know, how to communicate so the other person feels safe and they keep their barriers down so that their ears and brain are actually working and how to educate each other about where you're both at. And with if you're with somebody who who cares for your welfare and doesn't want to do you harm, then, you know, you can, you can join the dots. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So there you go. Love. Love. What is love? Now we know. Well, we don't know, actually, do we? We know. <laughs> a bit of a better idea. A bit of a better idea. <laughs> we know. We know to watch out for when we've where we're off track with it. Yes. And we know to try to follow our intellect with it rather than go with any bad habits. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just reflect. Absolutely. And you know, I, I, you know, what we've we don't have. Well, I've got a twenty-year-old. We've, you know, we've got a twenty-year-old, a seventeen-year-old, fifteen-year-old. Yours are. Not quite 20. Not quite there. No. One's 16 going on 26. Yes, yes. <laughs> so they're about to discover this whole love conversation, aren't they? Mm. And well, we're going to sit so. back and we're going to sit back and agonize. Watch this happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So there you go, darling. You go. Was that interesting? Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. Yeah. I'm learning so much. There you go. It's good to have a good old chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a chat with you any day, darling. There you go. Oh, you want to do the spiel? That sounds fantastic. Is it time for the spiel? I would appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. This is where I tell you where you can find Kirsten. She's everywhere. You can find her at kirstenhunterauthor.com. Facebook, she's Kirsten Hunter Author. Instagram, she's Kirsten Hunter Author as well. Twitter is Kirsten Hunter AU. YouTube channel is Psych in Your Car. And this podcast is Signposts for Living with Dr. Kirsten Hunter. You did that so well. Thank you, darling. Thank you. You take care. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.